this time yesterday, Greg introduced the Brahma-Vihara practices, the first of which is uh, metta or kindness. And he used the method of uh, cultivating that quality that I think of as the reciting phrases method, which comes from the Vasudhimaga, the path of purification. He probably mentioned that that this is a text that was uh, compiled quite a few centuries after the time of the Buddha. And although the Buddha himself put a lot of emphasis on these Brahma-Vihara practices, in terms of actual instructions that he gave during his lifetime, there's really not a whole amount. Basically, all he said was to, quote, abide with our hearts imbued with metta, then spread this kindness outwards to the north, the south, the east, the west, then above and below and all around to cover the entire world. Which sounds very simple, but I don't know about for you, but for me it's quite a stretch just to start with a heart imbued with kindness. The assumption is we're already there in some way and I think for many people, I don't think I'm alone in this, that's not necessarily the default setting of the heart-mind. So perhaps because of this, later on in the tradition, this technique of reciting phrases developed. And that's mostly how metta is practiced today, at least within the insight meditation tradition. And like any method, all methods have their pros and cons. So the benefits of reciting phrases is that the words can be very helpful to remind us of the particular qualities that we're aiming for. They can give the mind something to do, something to focus on or engage with, which helps keep the attention uh, more in line with what we're trying to achieve. And because we're working with actual real people from our lives, it can feel more relevant, sometimes more authentic. But as with any practice method, there are also can be drawbacks. So, for example, some people really feel that the words get in the way and take them more into their cognitive mind and away from their heart center. Or they find the words too conceptual. And sometimes it can be tiring to just keep coming back to the phrases. And, of course, invariably there will be times when they feel dry or mechanical. So today I wanted to offer a slightly different approach to metta with the invitation to um, just explore it and see whether it feels useful for you. Uh, one of the aspects of Brahma-Vihara practice that I really appreciate is it's pretty hard to do it wrong. You know, I like to joke that it's hard to accidentally generate too much metta. So far I haven't met anyone who's done that, but I'm happy to be proved wrong. So really in the spirit of creativity and exploration, I'll offer this uh, second way of uh, exploring the practices. But just again to, okay, so I'll say a little bit about what for me is the benefit of this practice. Um, I'll be inviting you to pervade the metta in different directions rather than north, south, east and west some of us are compass challenged. So I'll just talk about in front, to the right, behind, to the left, above, below, and all around. 
And because we're starting with a heart center, sometimes people find it easier to uh, get a more embodied feeling of the practice because there are less words. That too, for some people, works better. You know, we're all different. We have different hearts and minds. Some people uh, are more um, cognitive. Some are more uh, intuitive and embodied. So again, just finding what might work for you. And I wanted to acknowledge again, I'm sure Greg would have touched on this yesterday, that this isn't an easy practice. And uh, for me, it was very helpful to discover, to hear a teacher refer to the Brahma Viharas as, in quotation marks, purification practices. And that really means that they're designed to show us what gets in the way. So if we're sitting there with the intention to cultivate metta and feeling anything but metta, that's actually fine. That's actually a sign that the practice is working. It's bringing up what we need to look at and to meet with care so that over time these obstacles can be released. So sometimes we need to practice metta for the non-metta and that's actually uh, a huge part of the practice. It's also worth naming that, uh, at least in my own experience, it can feel like whenever we're invited into the terrain more of the heart or of emotions, that the heart sort of gets performance anxiety. So just the invitation to feel some kindness, it kind of goes, whoa, and uh, backs off or closes down or becomes like a stubborn two-year-old. I will not feel kindness. So... When we meet that inner two-year-old, if we do, any of you who've been around two-year-olds, you know that trying to force a two-year-old who's having a tantrum to do anything is not so helpful. So just let it be, give it space, see if you can offer it some kindness from a distance, and trust that at some point it'll come out and play again. So with this uh, guided meditation that I'm going to offer, it's based on the uh, one of the chants that we were thinking of offering perhaps later in the retreat, so you'll see it on the back side of the sheet. It's the uh, really the only one where supposedly the Buddha himself gave instructions about metta practice. The actual words are, one dwells pervading one direction, with his or her her heart filled with goodwill. Likewise, the second, the third, and the fourth direction, so above, below, and around. He or she dwells pervading the entire world, everywhere and equally, with his or her heart filled with goodwill, abundant, grown great, measureless, free from enmity, and free from distress. So those are quite inspiring words, and I'll be offering you a method that I first learned from Bhikkhu Analio, the German scholar monk who's uh, done a lot of translation of the early Buddhist teachings. So it's based on his method, and to sort of get the, the meta juice started, he suggests that we flash on a some kind of mental image that for us is iconic of kindness. So he suggests something like an image of a puppy 
or a kitten or, or a cute baby or perhaps a flower. So it could be a generic image of just one of those cute YouTube video cats. Anything where when you see that image, you feel a flicker of warmth or a slight smile. It could also be a specific image, perhaps your own pet if you have one or a, a young child that you feel close to. It's really anywhere um, where there is that sense of warmth. It could be someone like His Holiness the Dalai Lama or Thich Nhat Hanh or Deepama or anybody who inspires some sense of warmth in you. So this is what I'll call the meta image. And we'll be returning to that from time to time throughout the instructions to kind of refuel the warmth. So that's the basic overview and uh, I'll invite us into exploring that now. <laughs> 